Today's show is pre-recorded. Like a million bucks, bucks, things in its cup. Mm-hmm. Y'all tell me who could it be for Steve Harvey? Oh, yeah. Listen to me. Mm-hmm. Put your hands together for Steve Harvey. Put your hands together. Uh-huh, I sure will. Uh, good morning, everybody. Uh, you are listening to The Voice. Come on, dig me now. One and only. Steve Harvey. Got a radio show. Okay, I got something for you today. Um, I'm going to have a conversation this morning about my understanding of grace. Now that I've gotten older and I've come into a better understanding of a lot of things I didn't know about when I was younger. This is just my interpretation of grace. Now, once again, y'all, listen to me. I I ain't nobody's pastor. I ain't nobody's minister. So, you know, I'm pretty sure you can go to church and get a far more extensive definition of one I'm giving you. I'm just talking to people. You know, grace is this thing that, that God provides for us. And grace is just things that you get that's really undeserving. You know, I mean, I I look at my life as it is today. You know, look, I work hard and I have faith in God. That I do. So things are going to happen in my life. But the way my life is now, I don't I don't I don't deserve all of this. I don't I don't I don't look at it that way. I have been the beneficiary of God's grace. I have align myself in a position to accept whatever grace God has for me. And it will be far abundant and exceedingly in anything you could think of. His grace supersedes anything you could possibly imagine. You know, the goals that I set and the aspirations that I shoot for and the things that I have on my dream board, I have the faith that God will give it to me. But what he does with grace, he gives you far more than that. He gives you what 
he has for you, not what you can see. You can't see all he has for you. It's impossible. Who are you? How can you possibly imagine what he can imagine? How can you possibly think how he can think? How, how can you possibly do what he can do? How can it be? There isn't a single mind living or a collection of minds that could have thought of Earth. What in your wildest imagination could have made you think of Earth, the stars, the heavens, the oceans, the the, the galaxy, the, the constellations? What in your mind? What in any man's mind? We can point at it and analyze it, but we sure couldn't have thought of it. So come on now. I'm talking about lining yourself up with God's grace, which he will give to you if, if you if you want some of it now. But now here's the thing about grace. It can't be bought. If it could, if it could be bought, I'm telling you, I would pour all the money I have and dump it into grace. Because after discovering what it is, it's this goodness that God shines on you simply as a reward of some type for his love for you. And for you attempting, for you attempting to do right. Not because you get it right, because if he judged us purely on how we are, the right and wrong of it, we would all be doomed. All of us. Every last one of us would be doomed. Because we all fall short. We all make mistakes. We all sin. We all get it wrong from time to time. Nobody's perfect, man. Now I understand what my mother was saying about cleaning the house. All I want is a little more grace. All I need is a little more grace. When the last time you asked God for some grace? I'm not talking to you like I know everything. If you just benefit from his grace, which you already have, but if you're not aware of it, you don't know what's going on. Become aware of grace. Get aware of the fact that God does things for you simply because he loves you. He does things for you that you don't even deserve. Somehow you just wonder how you just got over. When you didn't even do the things to get over. You Sometimes you don't even know how you got that job you got. When you ain't even really do the things to get your job. How you end up where you are. All this education you thought you went and got and had. How you end up where you are today. In a much better position than your education could have ever gotten you. That's That's grace. I get every place I am today. I didn't plan this, man. If I could have planned my life the way it is, don't you know I'd have done it when I was living in that car? If I knew how to do it, no, I benefited from his grace. I'm just a beneficiary of his grace, of his goodness and his mercy. God's goodness is better than your goodness. God's goodness is better than your mother's goodness. It's better than your wife's or your husband or your boo's goodness. God's goodness is different. His goodness, man, covers some stuff you can't even imagine. So why are you trying to put your life together when the last time you asked him for just a little bit of grace? When have you thought of your life in terms of the grace that it has already benefited from? Have you ever done that? Man, just thought about, you know, you hear songs like, My Soul Look Back and Wonder How I Got Over. That was grace. That's all I can call it. Now, like I said, you can go to church or somewhere if you want to, and ministers that went to school to, to teach this thing way better than me. I'm just giving you from a layman's standpoint, man. Have you thought about his grace? Would you not be well to be a beneficiary of his grace? 
would it not serve? Now, check this out. The better you try to do, the more grace he'll give to you. And that grace can't be bought. Like I said, it's free. You can't purchase grace. But the better you try to become, the more, the more grace he gets to put your way. So, man, just try. Why don't you just try to do better? Look, man, quit talking about it. I'm going to start next week. I'm going to start at the new year. No, you're not. You, know, you do that every year. You know, everyone's at the new year, I'm going to eat better. At the new year, I'm going to go on and get in here. In the new year, if you're going to do it, you're going to do it now, man. You, you, you're going to do it now. Stop trying. Do, do it. Stop talking about it. Do it now. The best way to benefit from his grace is start in action now. N-O-W. Now. Right now. Today. What you waiting on? All you doing is delaying his opportunity to bless you. You know, man, you know, do you know how many times we do that? We delay his opportunity to bless us by not starting now. If you're going to get healthy, why don't you start now? Now, you're going to trip a little bit because the holiday's coming. But you ain't got to eat bad all the time. You could start eating correct today. You could. You could. And then guess what? That could be some grace on the end of that. I'm just giving you a, a little cheap analogy. But do you feel what I'm saying to you? Start thinking in terms of grace, what he has done for you and provided for you that you ain't even see coming. That, that you know, you keep calling them blessings, and I got that. A lot of it, and that's all it is. But, man, have you thought about the stuff that didn't happen to you you can't account for? You, I, I, for me, that's been grace, and I'm a beneficiary of it, and that's available to everybody that wants some. So next time you're talking to him, just check in with grace. See what that is. That's, that's better than money. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, this is it. It's the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Monday morning, uh, we are here. A uh, lot to talk about today. A lot to get involved. Uh, we will today discuss the issues. And then uh, from time to time, we'll give you a break. You know, try to pull mm-hmm. a smile on your face a little bit today. And then we'll keep you informed. So that's the mission today. Um, sometimes you need a break, though. And I mean, um, th- this is just so. Uh, it's a lot that's going on. But, uh, you know, we understand who we are. Uh, There's news channels on all day long. Most people are abreast. And so what we'll do is we'll just fill in with some of our commentary and personal thoughts. And the rest of it, we'll try to uh, put a smile on your face a little bit today. This is the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Shirley Strawberry. Good morning, Steve. And Carla Farrell. Good morning, Steve. Hey, crew. Ladies and gentlemen, Mayor Junior. (laughs) <laughs> morning everybody morning up inside joe ladies and gentlemen close up j anthony brown what's up steve yeah, there you go Another the legend joke. nephew tommy yay yay what's up man monday morning wow. baby yeah. <laughs> monday yeah. morning man yeah. it's beautiful yeah. Yeah. Feel rough out there in these streets, boy. Yeah, yeah. who would ever think we'd be back yeah. here so soon? Wow. Wait. But you like, know you what? Believe it, Same then you thing. can't believe it. You can like, I can believe it, and then it's like I can't believe it. Exactly. But, then you but have you to know, believe it. I mean, Jay and I, right, Jay. Uh, like Jay, is older than me, and he brought that up on the show. But we've been around a long time. It's been happening our entire life. This has been ha- protest, police brutality. Right. Yeah. 
racism, systematic racism, has been around since I was a child. I, I've known nothing but this. I grew up in a place that had coloreds only water fountains. Thank you, I, I've, this is from the get go. And your so, parents before you and their parents. Yeah. Yeah. I watched um, I watched Spike Lee's movie um, yesterday, and on it, they had some protests that were going on in the 70s, and they and one of them that I saw was Kent State. That showed that big oh, yeah. on there. Oh, now, they yeah, was, yeah. Yeah, man, yeah. it was big. And let me tell you something. That's when, let, let me tell you what happened. That was 1970. Right. There was a, four dead in Ohio. When the black student population called BUS, Black United Students, that was the organization started, uh, when they found out the National Guards was coming, they sent all black students home. There were no black students on the campus of Kent State University. So Kent State had trouble getting black students to return to Kent State. So there was a program called the Cleveland Scholarship Program to create a way to give minority students who didn't have the money for college a chance to go to college. That's how I went to Kent State University with a Cleveland scholarship. That's how I went. That's how I went. Because they couldn't get blacks to go down there. Wow. Coming up at 32 minutes after the hour, uh, we're going to tell you about the outrage of the killing of Rashard Brooks in Atlanta right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, we have a whole lot to talk about. Um, Who would ever think we'd be here so quickly? Another deadly shooting. An unarmed black man named Rashard Brooks was killed in a parking lot at a Wendy's uh, restaurant in Atlanta by an Atlanta police officer. The Atlanta police chief has resigned. Black Lives Matter protests are still going on all over the country as the fight for justice continues. I mean, it, it... it's never gonna I told stop. you it was going to happen. I said it was going to happen. Yeah. It's going to happen. But this, this, this really didn't make no sense. They could have just no, took this brother home, do. man. No, they they could have took him home. They could have walked him home. If you look at that video that that man shot, here is a guy who was obviously intoxicated. Right? Yeah. yeah. I have seen Clearly. video after video of video of how they handle intoxicated white people. Don't none of them ever get shot in the back. I mean, they snatch waste away from officers. They run. They mm-hmm. kick them. Yeah. They throw punches at them. Not a one of them have I ever seen get shot. Mm-hmm. I mean, man, to shoot this brother in the back, yeah. knowing he was intoxicated, and the police officer did everything in his power to get him to say he was intoxicated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, try to get him mm-hmm. to confess and mm-hmm. admit to it. Even yeah. before the yeah. breathalyzer. Yes. But when they tried to... He was, man, if you just let me walk home with everything that's going on, the brother was probably scared to death to let them handcuff. Wouldn't you be? Because we know oh, what dog. happened when they get them on you. Just oh, dog. Ago, three weeks yeah. ago. So now he on the ground with a knee in his neck. Yeah. Right. He Steve. resisted arrest at that point. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Nothing he did as an unarmed man and as a person who did what he did, mm-hmm. even if they talk about they, he grabbed a taser, you can't die from a taser. So a your life feeling yeah. threatened, yeah. that goes out the window. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. need, I'm saying this, and I'm going to keep saying this. I told it to Al Sharpton. I'm going to make an issue of it, though. 
we need mandatory police sentencing the same way we have mandatory sentencing for civilians. It's the only way to hold them accountable. And aiding and abetting, just like they got these criminals with the George Floyd death, that has to start sweeping police departments around the nation. You're right. Well, you know, you can hear it. It's very busy Monday. But right now, we're going to switch the script a little bit, flip it a little bit, uh, and make you laugh, uh, as promised. We're going to start the show off on a lighter note. It's time now for Ask the CLO Chief Love Officer, Steve Right here. All right. Right here. This one's from Diana in Phoenix. She's an online listener, Steve. She says, I'm a 45-year-old divorced woman, and sexually, my ex-husband and I are soulmates. Since my divorce, I can't find anyone to measure up to him. I've been told that I am exceptional in the bedroom, but I can't find anyone to match my stamina. The men want to treat me like I'm a delicate flower, but all I want is for my legs to tingle and go numb while we're in the bedroom. Should I start telling the men up front what I expect? I don't want to come off as too pushy. Well, see, you might not be too pushy, but you're probably too much, though. For that it just sounds to me <laughs> like you a lot. He scares you a little bit, Steve. Yeah, see, time. you you don't ain't nobody can do nothing with you. <laughs> what are what, you Jay? in there doing? In there, I've said this is as much as I could do. Well, let's just call it square right here. I'm good. See, you, you might all not up be in good. there. Yeah, you know, you up in there doing things that ain't doable. Mm-hmm. You know. And so, you know, maybe it's you. Maybe you just a lot. Now, you and your ex-husband, you know, maybe you ought to get back with him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe they, maybe that was your soulmate. I don't know what happened. Maybe, But maybe why y'all ain't together no more is because maybe you was too much for him. Wow. Mm. Maybe you need to back down a little bit. <laughs> Give somebody a chance. Everybody can't win like you. She you can't compare her everyone to her I want ass. my legs tingling. Well, hey, you get some icy hot. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. You have me all up in here. All right, this one's from Margo in Tallahassee, Florida. She says, I'm a 57-year-old woman, and I was dating a 74-year-old man, and I found out he's cheating on me. He lives with his daughter, and, and my two grown sons live with me, so we spend weekends at different hotels, and it's a fun getaway. He has been MIA the past three weeks because he's been helping to get his church reopened. Last Monday, his daughter called to ask me if he was with me because he hadn't been home in a few days. He had texted me, I love you, that morning, but I haven't seen him. I called up to the church, and they said he hadn't been up there in a while. He's been lying to me, and my intuition says he's cheating. I thought I was safe by dating an older man. Do old men cheat too? Well, I mean, look, he He ain't got much left. He's 74. I mean, he probably pretty much just trying to get it all in. Maybe he had a sheltered childhood. I don't know. Maybe he trying to get it all in. I don't know why you can't find his old ass. But is he worth it, though? Let him have. He's 74. How much more fun you think this finna be? (laughs) So just let him have it and what? No, I mean, what you tripping for? You 57, you a young girl compared to him. Uh It's almost a 20-year age difference. 20 age year from 50 to 70. Woo! That's Uh a jump. So I wouldn't worry about it. All right. Uh, We'll see if we can get this one in. He Uh, ain't even up at the church. (laughs) 
He said he was going up there to reopen the church. He, he ain't even that. up there. And nope. what church number you got where you can call and see if somebody up there? Ain't, there you go. <laughs> Obviously, this ain't no mega church. This is a stovefront. Yeah, that's easy. Is Harold up there sweeping? Or is he unfolding chairs? Because he can't call down to Potter's huh? house and find out if he up there or not. <laughs> Is he up there sweeping? Yeah, this a little bitty church. So you think he's cheating? Cheating? He ain't even up at the church. How long it take to open a storefront? Mm. Ten minutes. <laughs> open the door, pull out them fold-away chairs, and let go. Uh-huh. The usher board is the choir. All right, we got to go. Coming up Ushers, next- won't you leave your post? Give us an A and B selection. Speaking of churches, church complaints are coming up on this Wednesday, on this Monday with Reverend Motown and Deacon Def Jam right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, we're going to talk about another police fatal shooting of an unarmed black man. His name was Rayshard Brooks. Uh, this was in a Wendy's parking lot in Atlanta. And that Wendy's is where the brutal, brutal killing occurred and was uh, destroyed in a fire. They burned it to the ground. The protesters did. We have a lot to discuss at the top of the hour. But first, it's Monday. Time to lighten things up a bit, uh, as we do. And uh, let's smile a little bit with Reverend Motown and Deacon Def Jam. Here they are with church complaints. Me up, excuse me. You don't, you don't moan before I do. Uh, 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 all right, man. Go ahead. So, uh, uh, Sister Shirley, would you introduce us again, please? Just a moaning <laughs> argument. Wow. All right. Uh, it's Monday. Uh, time for church complaints with Reverend Motown and Deacon Def Jam. We <laughs> is in proper order now. <laughs> Uh, we is doing it the way that it's supposed to be done. We are here this Monday morning with church complaints, willing to deal with the infractualities of what's going on with all these situations. Deacon, what is it now? Well, I guess I can bring it up since even though they're in our presence, Pastor, the church has been looted on and the entire pulpit is gone. Now, I know you ain't been there. We've been doing this virtually, but I've been down to the church. The pulpit is completely gone. Everything, the podium and all. Now, I'm not trying to start nothing, but they say the pool, the, the, the podium is on uh, Reverend Adnoid's back porch. I'm not trying to start nothing, mm. but I'm just saying that's where Sounds they say like you your are. podium is. I've always known that my brother was jealous of my uh, upliftedness in the church uh, community. Mm. Mm. Uh, He doesn't have the ability to go viral because uh, the last time he went viral, uh, they listened to his entire sermon up his nostrils. <laughs> he doesn't know how to use it properly yet. He didn't know how to no, zoom in. No. Wait. He takes the word zoom literally. <laughs> He's not tech savvy, Pastor. And so I'm pretty sure it's on his back porch. Yeah. Uh, yes, I'll get that from him. Don't, not to. something in my defense, please? Um, Go ahead. 
<laughs> we all we can see is your ear. And <laughs> once again, he's right there. All I took, I didn't take everything. I took, I, I didn't take a lot, and it shouldn't have been missed. I took a, one collection plate, uh-huh. six Bibles. And the biggest chair. That's that's all I took. The problem, though, at Nord is that the collection plate had the offering in it. Oh. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Guilty as charged. That's why we on your ass like this here. Reverend, Reverend, Reverend. No, no. (laughs) I apologize. That's it. Uh, our money back. I can't bring them back because they're nailed to the floor, so they ain't coming back. None of this stuff's coming back. (laughs) That's why God has crippled you with thick nasal passages. (laughs) Crippled you. Okay. But he can't breathe still. That's all right. Let me keep him. Uh, Pastor, you're going to have to talk to some of these members. They're really doing some backwards thinking. Sister Doris Birkins and I. Sister Jean Arthur Kelly, they don't understand that COVID-19 is a virus. Because they asking, where can they get the new Clorox 19? Uh, they thinking that it, yeah, they thinking it's some Clorox, saying that's what's going to kill it all if they get that new Clorox 19. I need you to have a conversation with these two ladies, please. Well, I think we're a little bit too late because a couple of the pimps and hustlers at the church has turned uh, COVID-19 into a card game also. <laughs> so, because the object is if you hit it, you get it. You, you, you know what I'm saying? You really Crazy. miss Vegas, don't yeah. you? Yeah. Oh, Lord, it's over, though. <laughs> All right, moving along, Pastor. I, is it possible that the church can pitch in and get Brother Amos Gidry a GPS? All right, now here's the problem. We've been trying to go uh, to these peaceful protest paths. All right, and he has been in control of the street maps. And we've been at the wrong place every time protesting because. He don't have it. We done been out of laundromats. No justice, no peace. We are in the wrong location every time we go somewhere. So we definitely need some help. Uh, we are. Uh, we, we was at a laundromat, and then we was uh, two days before that, we was at a check cashing place. Who was it, brother? Who again? Let me this brother, name. Amos Gidry. That's what I thought. Brother Gidry, <laughs> we're not helping him get no uh, GPS. Because he refused to take the help for we offered for him to get his GD. Now, if you don't even have a GD, why do you need a GPS? You can't get three initials until you get two. GD, good Lord. But that's why we missing everything. We've been at car washes. We've been at uh, laundromats. We have, not, we have missed every protest. So now all the people that's walking with us is, hell now nah, we won't go. Hell now nah, we won't go. <laughs> they, they, they don't want to do nothing with us no more. Hell now nah, we won't go. <laughs> so we've missed all of it. We've missed all the Black uh, Lives Matter, everything. Uh, yeah, what are you doing, own. Pastor? Father-in-law walked in and told me that the Westerns is off here. <laughs> it's a crisis. <laughs> Part of the church is he watching TV in. Do you want to go uh, turn the Westerns on for him so we yeah. can continue? He in the overflow, oh, yeah. Where is he? Is he I in the uh, vestibule? Uh, uh, you know, we have a senior six, senior uh, 
citizen section. Oh, he's yeah. over there. And the okay. old black man likes to watch uh, westerns and cowboy Indians <laughs> doing right. service, or they not driving their wife down there. Oh, okay. So well, is the obviously, rifle man the, on? well, they oh, they love Chuck Connor. Oh, they love Chuck <laughs> and, uh, all of them right now. Is, None of them is quick enough to be Matt Dillon. All of them could be Festus. And from so, Gunsmoke. From, from Gunsmoke. We'll uh, just work that into the complaints. And uh, all right. He nah. just opened my office door and yelled in. I can't get these Westerns back on. <laughs> That's your fault. Before we go, pal, I do want you to know we got a call from the White House, from the uh, chief joint officer. They want to... Uh, Donald wants to come, I'm sorry, the president wants to come and take a, a picture in front of our church. But that's going to be so late. He's not coming down here taking a nope. damn picture nowhere <laughs> with his upside-down Bible-holding ass. We're not going to have that down up in here. I'll tell you that right now. Come down here, you won't be Trump no more. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's it for church. You take the tea off and you got what's going to happen. Uh, on Rump. this Monday. <laughs> Coming up at the top of the hour, we'll get serious again and talk about, uh, wow, this Atlanta p- police deadly shooting of Rashard Brooks right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Rashard Brooks was seen sleeping in a car and blocking a windy drive through lane in Atlanta, and someone called the police. That's how it got all, all got started. Well, now the Atlanta PD has released body cam video showing the interaction between Rashard Brooks and cops in that Wendy's parking lot just moments before Rashard was shot and killed. The conversation between Mr. Brooks and Officer uh, Garrett Rolfe uh, starts off cordial. Take a listen. I can't, I can't blame nothing on her. It was my decision. I said, hey, if she can't get her order, her order together and, you know, I'm not feeling, you know, up tight right now, I should park right here. Go to sleep. I'm not feeling, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just not feeling right. What do you mean you're not feeling right? She, like do I said. Do you think maybe that you had too much to drink? And you realize that you shouldn't drive, so you park? I mean... Would that be accurate to say? Yes, sir. Mr. Ralph, yes. All right, so your girlfriend dropped you off. You got into the car. You backed out. You pulled up. And you're like, damn, I'm too drunk to drive. And so you pull back into the parking spot and park. I call her like, bang. Is that accurate? If if it's a couple moments, I got on the phone with her. Yeah. He complied the whole so time. Hard he was to cordial, listen to. This is he so hard to cordial. listen to. Yeah. Officer Rolfe is uh, trying to get Brooks uh, in, in this particular clip to get Brooks to admit that he had been drinking and driving, pressing him to take a sobriety test. Uh, Rayshard Brooks makes it clear that he doesn't want any trouble. He agreed to leave his car behind and walk home. Officer Rolfe appeared to have viewed that conversation as a confession that Mr. Brooks was unable to drive. Mr. Brooks eventually takes the uh, test and uh, with a breathalyzer, and that's when the cops tried to handcuff him and allegedly grabbed the—he allegedly grabbed the officer's taser gun when he ran away with their non-lethal weapon, but they fatally shot him three times. Okay, now, let me let me let me ask a question here because I saw the tape, so mm-hmm. it got I didn't get the part where the taser was. So they're saying he grabbed their taser gun, 
but he was running away with it. But he was yeah. pointing it at him. Yeah, at, but he, well, he, he, he turned was running away, and then he turned with the taser, taser in his hand. His hand. Yeah. Well, but how did you get shot in the back if you turned? Well, I mean, he didn't. It's not like he was full frontal turn. You know, if you're running and you might it turn, was from the side, turn around like, to look yeah. back. Yeah. And See, well, it's the shooting the in the back. Exactly. From a person running. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you something. I don't know how tasers work exactly, but they don't work if you're running the other way. Yeah. The, the cord ain't that long. So once again, though, this officer, just listening to the tape, it just goes to show you, it don't take much. Right, right. Their fuse, when it comes to black people, is either non-existent or very short. Right. And either way, it results in a death. See, w- once again, y'all, I think we're gonna have to start pushing for mandatory sentencing for police officers and aiding and abetting because you can't watch your officer, your fellow officer commit a crime and stand there and be a part of it. Now, of course, the other man couldn't have stopped this guy for shooting him. But one of them said after the shot, I got him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, over her. I, yeah. You got yeah, him for yeah. what? Yeah. 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 He's just yeah. running with the uh, taser gun. And you all him. knew this man was intoxicated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why he was trying to get him to admit it. Now, um, in the autopsy, whatever blood level he come back, I think we could all say in the tape we saw, he was inebriated. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. Mm-hmm. But now, I was watching PD Live, and I think I mentioned this earlier. I was watching PD Live. There was a white guy in Louisiana that was drunk as hell. Mm-hmm. My husband saw The that police video. talked to this man and talked mm-hmm. to this man. He, mm-hmm. he talked back, just like his brother was talking. You know what they did? They drove him, him home. home. Yep. <sighs> he offered to walk. They Mr. said, we don't even think you're yeah. in good enough shape to walk. They drove him home. The brother offered to walk home. Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. Yes, he did. He Mr. just Brooks. didn't want to be in custody, man. Right. How does it escalate so quickly, though? That's the thing. It just escalates so quickly, and then you're dead. Someone's dead. Can I black, tell you? Another black man sitting, is dead. Yeah. If you're yeah. sitting in your car, tell me the crime. What is the crime? Right. If you're not, See, if you're the, not if the vehicle driving. is not moving. Right. That's exactly. right. Exactly. If it's That's not right. moving. Only thing he was doing was, I, I guess, obstructing the other uh, drivers who were trying to get through the drive-through. So someone called and said, a "That's man not a crime." Asleep. But it's not. Oh. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, and a, he moved. You shouldn't die he because moved of that. He did. He moved. He he went and parked uh, someplace because the police officer asked him to move to the parking lot. He asked him to move his car See, out look, of the way. What escalates it so quickly? That's what I want to know. Number one mm-hmm. is the color of your skin mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the officer's attitude towards your color of your skin. I think you answered that quite adequately. And they assume, it is Mm -hmm. a fear factor too. I Mm -hmm. I just believe this. It's a fear factor. Okay. They are so afraid and so... Of an unarmed black man. But but they are afraid. Period. Of of what can happen. Mm-hmm. If if they just take this man on man to man, the use for deadly force was unnecessary. You could have easily tackled this drunk guy. Yeah. Yes. This is 
and it has been ruled a homicide mm-hmm. and, oh, the, really? and the officer was was fired and uh the other officer has been, should placed be in on jail a, right now administrative leave right yeah all right well uh we're gonna move on we'll keep continue uh this conversation throughout the morning uh coming up in 20 minutes after uh more of the steve harvey morning show right after this you're listening to the steve harvey morning show All right, so protests, and um, all of us are outraged. I mean, outraged uh, at the fatal shooting of Rayshard Brooks. This is according to his family. Mr. Brooks was a loving husband and father to his three daughters and stepson. Before he was shot, he asked the Atlanta police officers if they could just let him go to his family. It appears that Rayshard was afraid or he panicked or something while being arrested and allegedly grabbed the officer's taser gun and was shot after pointing the taser at uh, the officer. Officers, okay, Here, here's what so I want to say that I haven't touched on yet. Mm-hmm. I don't think that the average American mm-hmm. of non-African descent can possibly understand the anxiety that a black man feels when he's stopped by the police. Man. There is no way. I have mm-hmm. never, ever been stopped by the police for anything and was comfortable. Right. Always in the back of my mind was I thinking, man, okay, am I doing everything right? Man? Mm-hmm. Am I complying? Can they see my hands? Mm-hmm. Where's my license? Man, I don't want these people to shoot me. Yeah. And the last time I was stopped by the police was two years ago, mm-hmm. traveling from Montgomery, Alabama to Atlanta with my boy Greg Calhoun, who's mm-hmm. deceased now, and we got stopped by Highway Patrol. And guess what? It went similar to that to the point where the lady that came up on my side asked me for my ID. I put both my hands on top of the glove compartment. Mm-hmm. She said, why are you acting that way, sir? I said, because I don't want nothing to happen to me. She wow. said, well, all I need is your ID. I said, ma'am, my ID is in my backpack, in a bag in that back seat, and mm-hmm. I don't want to reach back there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She said, well, how how you going to give me your uh, ID? I don't know. But <laughs> me and you need to have understanding before I stick and my you know, hand back and you, there. And you know what the weird part about it is, Steve? Everybody black has been stopped. Everybody yes. black. How you stop yes. every black person? Yes. How have you managed to stop every Negro on the face of the earth that You're can't so tell right. you, I ain't never been stopped? We've all you been stopped. What? You're so right, you know Jay. Every black you know man I know has that same right. story. Everyone. After you've gotten black stopped, do yeah, you know it too. takes... It takes three, four weeks for that to get out your system, for you man, to quit shaking. Man, you ain't for you to quit shaking, man. Yeah. So, <laughs> here's here the crazy part. You don't even have to be driving. You could be in the back seat, front seat. It don't even have to be driving. The car. The, the back Just seat the works. And, yeah. and you can't, I, you know, I don't know Mr. Brooks or anything about him, but just listening to what you guys are saying and just based on what we've, what's been on TV with George Floyd and all that, I, I can't imagine that he wasn't thinking the same thing yes, when they stopped him. Oh, we, I, yes. Yes. See, look, all that. this stuff that's in the news, listen to me, this is not Playing new. All right, go to Steve Harvey FM on Instagram and Facebook to comment. Now, coming up at 34 minutes after the hour, Dave Chappelle released a comedy special about racism and police brutality. We're going to talk about that right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 
Well, Dave Chappelle is at it again. He's released a comedy special where he talks about racism. He talks about police brutality. Uh, The special is titled 846, named for the eight minutes and 46 seconds that a police officer kneeled on the neck of George Floyd, killing him. Uh, Dave also called out CNN's Don Lemon and conservative commentator Candace Owens and Laura Ingram. Chappelle criticized the fact that Don Lemon said that celebrities should be using their power during the civil unrest instead of staying silent. Take a listen. So the other night, I'm in my little clubhouse, and I'm watching Don Lemon, that hotbed of reality. He says, where are all these celebrities? Why aren't you talking? This said everybody. I was screaming at the TV. I dare you to say me, I dare you. Has anyone ever listened to me do comedy? Have I not ever said anything about these things before? So now, all of a sudden, this expects me to step in front of the streets and talk over the work these people are doing as a celebrity? Ask me, do you want to see a celebrity right now? Do we give a what Ja Rule thinks? Does it matter about celebrity? No. This is the streets talking for themselves. They don't need me right now. I kept my mouth shut. See, because what happens now is, Look, man, see, I got a twofold situation here because mm-hmm. I happen to be a celebrity. Mm-hmm. But I understand <laughs> that where my voice and my place is, this is my platform, this mm-hmm. radio station. Mm-hmm. Shirley, Carla, Junior, Jay, Tommy. This is our platform. Mm-hmm. This is across the airways. Millions of people hear us Every discussing, yeah. being hurt, angry about this on a daily we it, we are not overlooking this subject when you as a celebrity sometimes show up just for the big moments mm-hmm. when you got foot soldiers out here that's on the grind with this hustle day in and day out mm-hmm. sometimes it can be taken as just a photo op mm-hmm. and so I'm conscious of those things I'm conscious of waiting for just the big moments to go out front. And you have to be careful of that. Because like Dave just said, street people handling this. Yeah. Because they're yeah. on the grind every day. Some celebrities, uh, and myself included, because we're not out in the streets on the day-to-day we are on the other side of the racism. We get it on another level. We get it at, at our at our networks. We get it in the movie business. It, oh, it's real for us now. Mm-hmm. Don't you think it's not? But the people that's out there in them streets right now, they driving, they're getting pulled over for tickets. So to me, it's a twofold situation. You know, it it it, it you, you can go out there, but to me sometimes it's a photo op looking opportunity. And then, and out there, I know, like I know Tyler Perry, and Oprah, and Michael Jordan, and Robert Smith. I know they're doing stuff on a level that most people won't even see, mm-hmm. but they are impactful. And because they've been dealing with this for a long time, you don't have to be on the front lines of protest to be effectively working for the cause. Yeah, that's behind right. the you scenes, call that's out. true. You, just, that's you right. do not want to call them out. Yeah. And yeah. Some, no. some celebrities should never talk. 
at all. Just, just celebrity. Just, just period. Just period. Yeah. Just well, do your celebrity yeah. and don't. That's don't not your calling to talk. That's not your calling. Well, Don Lemon did respond, Steve. He did respond to Dave Chappelle saying that he was honored, first of all, to be mentioned by Dave Chappelle. And uh, he was right that people don't care about celebrities and their opinions. So he he agreed with Chappelle. But I, I think Don Lemon was just so angry. He was so upset, you know, at the time. He was just, I, I, I that's what I think Don Lemon did. But anyway, he gets Well, it. I do, I do, I do, mm-hmm, I do. Mm-hmm. But you can't single people out, though. Yeah. Yeah. See, man, you can't do that because you don't know what everybody's doing. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's people mm-hmm. doing stuff on levels that you ain't on. <laughs> but Don Lemon, Don is good at I thank doing. God for Don Lemon because oh, Don absolutely. Lemon is effective, man. Yes, yes. Yeah, we need yes. Don. That dude yes. is effective. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of that, coming up next, we're going to switch gears. Nephew Tommy's going to prank phone call us right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, it's my strawberry letter for today's subject. His ex-wife is willing to share him with me. His ex-wife ah, okay. is, <laughs> is willing to share him with me. All well, right, I'm we'll not, get into uh, that. She might be, but I'm not. <laughs> Thank you. Right now, we'll get into it, but right now, the nephew's here with today's prank phone call. What you got for us, Neff? Mona... You need to fix your appearance. What? Mona. Wait a minute. You need to fix your appearance. You got some nerve. Who are you talking huh? to? Yeah. I'm talking to Mona. <laughs> you need to fix your appearance. Let's go, cat dog. Hello. Hello, I'm trying to reach a uh, Mona, please. This is her. Hi, how you doing? My name is uh, James over with the uh, with the corporation. Uh, I'm with the uh, corporate wardrobe. You've been with the company for about eight years now. Am I, am I correct, Mona? Yes, sir. Okay. You're correct. I, like I said, I'm from uh, Corporate Wardrobe. Wanted to kind of give you a call. Uh, there's been some conversation about it, but wanted to give you a call about your appearance in the office. Okay. Okay. Now, um, your 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 appearance seems to be pretty much intact as far as your clothing is concerned, so it's nothing. it has nothing to do with that. Okay. Now, first of all, what are my appearance have to do with your corporation? Well, what's going on? Like I said, you, you, you've been with Corp for about, what, eight years now? Am I right? Yes, sir, I have. Okay. And, um, but you calling well, me, telling me something about my appearance. Right, so I right. Just need now, to what know I, what I want to talk to you about is that what, what, what some of the uh, uh, workers in the office are having a problem with, and what we want to do is get you an actual doctor's appointment, because uh, we, we want to see about helping you get uh, a breast reduction. Oh, what? A uh, uh, breast reduction? Okay, now you, 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 I mean, from, from my understanding that your, your breasts are too large. Hold and up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Now, who is this first? Who, who is this again? Who is this again? My name is James. Like I said, I'm with Corporate Wardrobe, and I'm, okay. I'm calling you actually pretty much from Human Resources of Corporation. Okay, now if you ain't calling him by something else, Certainly, what we do here, instead of you calling me, telling me something about giving me a breast reduction, what you need to do is try to dig up some more because what I'm doing up in here, I'm going to wear them. They was on here, and I'm going to wear them. They came out, I wear them for them. Mona, all we want to do is we want to get you a doctor's appointment so we can help you 
Get your get your breasts reduced so you know you you'll feel a lot more comfortable and the people in the office will be a lot more comfortable. Okay. Man, I'm not. You ain't finna do a thing. You ain't finna come in and tell me some. But what y'all gonna do to me? What you talking about? I've been with this business for almost eight years and I ain't never had no problem with nobody telling me something about my breasts. So what you need to do is find out who's going around here making these rumors. And first of all, I'm gonna dig up because maybe one of these. Up in here, talking about me and you know, jealous because I'm on top of my and they jealous of me because I'm on, you know, I'm on mine and they right here got a problem with my breast. Look, man, my job is to get your breast reduced. I gotta get, I gotta bring them down. <laughs> my is big too. Can you reduce that? Excuse me? My is big. Can you reduce that? Ma'am, listen, I gotta get your breast down to it. I gotta get a down. I gotta bring them down. You ain't gonna do a thing. What you gonna get down is your that's what you gonna get down. Ma'am, listen, do stop worrying about my. So you and whoever, whoever calling you or telling you something about what I'm doing at this this, tell them I said to kiss my so what I need to do, I'm going to do me. So if they don't like that, then hey, holler at them because I'm going to find whoever doing it because they jealous. I'm a bad They don't understand it. And the men come in. What? Whoop, whoop. When they come to who? They come to my desk. Ask for who? They ask for me. Mona, Mona, I understand that. But what I'm saying is your breasts are a distraction in the office. And I got to get your breasts brought down. First of all, whoever you are, you might need to come see so you can sit your in the front of my desk and see how it looks. You might want to come back and bring all your crew. I, uh, Mona, I can't, I can't, I don't want to come sit at your desk and see your, 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 I got to get you to a doctor and get your breast reduced. Now, when do you want an appointment? No, I ain't going to see no You're going to a doctor, Mona. You're going to a doctor. You bring your over here because I ain't going to no doctor. What you talking about? Not whoever you trying me to go see. I ain't trying to hear. You hear? Please you know, don't they said, on, What I'm going to do is... They said you would act like this, Mona. They said you would react just this way. This is what the people in the office are talking about. I don't give a damn what they... I've been in this company for almost eight years. I ain't never had nobody calling me telling me some about my breast. What you need to do, first of all, you need to come in and see me. Because you might like what you see. Because I'm a big, bad, bold, beautiful woman you better hear me here what is your name and what's your what's your name why do you need my name i need your name because i ain't never had somebody call my damn job and tell me something about my bitch i need to know your name because i'm gonna get some lawyer in this because i don't play this here. i need i don't play that so whoever you is in your carpet or whoever calls me by my breast, I don't play that. I need your name i really do because if you don't i'm gonna find out who this is do you want to know my name something. do you want to know my name I want to know your damn name. Hell yeah, I want to know your name. What is it? Are you listening? I, what is it? This is Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked by your girlfriend. You <laughs> Why is her breast bigger than mine? She like I got a limp. <laughs> Man, y'all need to quit, boy. You gonna make me go out. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> You all right? <laughs> <laughs> Woo, I can't believe it. Seeing her breast bigger than mine, and then she got a <laughs> limp. <laughs> I listen to this show every morning, and I just can't believe I got got. I got you, baby. She did it. She got me. She, know, she got me, but I'm going to catch her limp. I'm going to catch her walking. It's okay. I'm going to get them. All right, baby. I got one more thing for you, baby. What is? What is the baddest? I'm talking about the baddest radio show in the land. Yeah.
Now, you already know that one and only Steve Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> hey, Tommy, guess what? Since uh, you don't play on this phone, uh, I just want to let you know I'm a size 16 with a low cut. Are you still here or what? <laughs> I mean, you know, no, sometimes no. you need a breast reduction. You know? You're not asking I'm, I'm, for more, you're team. asking for less. I'm asking <laughs> for less. Thank you, Team Tommy. Tommy. That's what I'm yeah. talking about, Jay. Yeah. You much. know, take a little off the top. More. That's all yeah. we ask. Take a little <laughs> off the top. Unacceptable. <laughs> you can't do that. But you shaved him down just a little bit. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> I wish, we get breast reduction, I wish you had pranked her in person. I wish you had pranked her in person. What? What did you just say? To uh-huh. me? You know what, Tommy? The next time you do that <laughs> okay. prank, you need to call a dude. Say, look, man, you need to say that same prank because there's some dudes that could use. <laughs> uh-uh, I love it. Some, I love it. some dudes that need it, Jay. <laughs> look, man. I, what are you talking about, man? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, is, this, uh, is this Larry? What's up, Larry? Listen, man. <laughs> A lot of us talking at the job, brother. Listen, um, <laughs> what you talking about, man? We think what you need to get a breast reduction, man. Wow. No, what's wrong with my breast, man? I put a jacket on, you can't even see it, man. What you talking about? <laughs> yeah, but Larry, there's times when you take your jacket off, man, and your shirt, just it's just a lot going on. <laughs> I done called the Carol at... twice. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Don't need a breast don't reduction, look at him, Larry. Man. Don't look at him. It's hot in here. I had to take my jacket off. Wow. Larry, I think we're going to need you to start wearing a bra around the office. You're going to have to do that. You're going to have to start wearing a bra around the office, Larry. It's just not going whoop your behind for real. <laughs> yeah, you need to call yeah, Lisa undershirt, man. Team Tommy over there. What size, what size bra he need, Jay? What size Larry need? What is that? Uh, how many D's uh, can I get in that bra? <laughs> <laughs> Steve, say something. No, How wide is Larry back, Uncle Steve? How wide is Larry back? Wide back Larry. We got to get yeah, a wrong man. Oh, wide goodness. Back it's some dude. It's all right, thank you, nephew and Team Tommy. Coming up next, Strawberry Letter. Subject, his ex-wife is willing to share him with me. We'll get into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Time now for today's Strawberry Letter. And if you need advice on dating, sex, work, parenting, relationships, and more, please submit your Strawberry Letter to Steve Harvey FM and click Submit Strawberry Letter. Um, (laughs) We could be reading your letter live on the air, just like we're going to read this one. Happy journey. (laughs) Right here, right now, okay? (laughs) Buckle up. Hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is, the Strawberry Letter. All right, subject... His wife is willing to share him with me. Dear Stephen Shirley, I was in a relationship with a man for six months, but we fell in love quickly and we were living together. He is 36 and I'm 31. He's going through a divorce uh, when he met me, so I made him wait until the papers were signed before we had sex. He told me that his wife divorced him because he cheated on her multiple times. He told me that he cheated simply because his wife had stopped having sex with him. He often went to his old house to get more of his things so he could fully move in with me. Two weeks ago, he went over, and when he came back, he was quiet and wouldn't look me in the eye. After I kept asking him what was wrong 
and uh, accusing him of messing with his ex-wife, he admitted that he did. We cried and tried to work through it, but the next day he told me that he had talked to his ex-wife and told her he would move back in because he's ashamed of how he left her. A couple of days later, he left me and moved back into his home with her. I was an emotional wreck. He came over to see me a few times to see if I was all right, and we made love each time. I told him I want him to come back. He said that it was a possibility if I were to, if I were open to having a relationship with him uh, despite him being with his wife. He said he told his ex about me and how he had fallen in love. He said his ex-wife was willing to let him continue to see me if I was okay with the arrangement. I'm Good. so lovesick. I entertained this crazy notion for a day or two. Uh, he came over, but he came over to my house last night and he smelled like her perfume and I lost it. I love him so much and I don't want him to go, but I don't think I can be a third wheel. Is having part of a man better than no man nowadays? Wow, you really drank the Kool-Aid, didn't you? <laughs> I mean, all the time he was going over to his house, supposedly to get things to bring over to your house, yes, he was sleeping with his wife, just like he sleeps with you when he comes over your house. And the question is, having a having part of a man better than no man nowadays, th that's unacceptable any day, um, you know, and it should be unacceptable to you unless you're like, I mean, just unbelievably desperate, which it sounds like you are. You just want to settle for anything. Come on now. Why would you want to do that? Let this man go back to his wife and stay there so they can keep their little, you know, threesome or open marriage arrangement they got going on uh, uh, to themselves. Uh, and his wife is stupid, too, if she thinks the only way she can keep him is to, is, is to invite uh, you into their marriage, but I, I think they do this. It almost sounds like it's some sort of game. I think you should stand your ground and, and, and not become the third wheel, as you say, in, in all of this craziness. I, I think you know better, though. I think you do in your heart. You just think that you're in love with this guy. You're not in love with him. And, and <laughs> what do you really have with him anyway? Didn't Don't you remember that he told you he cheated on his wife multiple, multiple times? multiple times he's a cheater and that's why he was in trouble with his wife all right uh so <laughs> do you think he wouldn't cheat on you okay that's what i'm saying if he came to stay with you let me just say this to you every man who wants to cheat and get with someone else they always say that their wife doesn't have sex with them and and they're unhappy that's like the standard line so don't get sucked into that. I mean, please, just let them stay over there. Do not consider being in a th uh, threesome with them. This is craziness right here. This is You don't want to do this. Let that man go back to his wife and stay. Steve? This whole damn letter <laughs> don't make no damn sense. As a matter of fact, as I was listening to Shirley read the letter, mm -hmm. I kept saying through the whole letter, what? <laughs> so what I'm calling this letter is the subject is his wife is willing to share me with him, but I'm going to call this the letter call what? Because okay. it is so many what moments in this damn letter that I can't read it without saying what? Here we go. I'm in a relationship with a man for six months. We fell in love quickly, living together. He's 36 and I'm 31. 
He was going through a divorce when we met, so I made him wait until the papers were signed before we had sex. What? <laughs> what? Did, did, didn't you just say, I was in a relationship with a man for six months, but we fell in love quickly, and we were living together. Y'all live together and ain't have sex? He 36, he was going through divorce when we met, so I made him wait until the papers were signed before we had sex. What? Here we go again. He told me that his wife divorced him because he cheated on her multiple times. Wait a minute. He told you that? <laughs> what? See, that was a setup. He told you the reason him and his wife, because he cheated on her several times. He told me that he cheated simply because his wife had stopped having sex with him. What? He often went to his old house to get more of his things so he could fully move in with me. Now, you just said y'all was living together, but now you're saying so he could fully move in with you. And two weeks ago, he came back and he was quiet and wouldn't look me in the eye. After I kept asking him what was wrong and accusing him of messing with his ex-wife, he admitted that he did. What? <laughs> Why did you do that? Because <laughs> he couldn't look you in the eye. What? All right, Steve, hang on. We'll hang have on way more what when we come back. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have part two of Steve's response coming up at 23 minutes after the hour. Today's strawberry letter subject, his ex-wife is willing to share him with me. We'll get back into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, come on, Steve. Let's recap today's strawberry letter. His ex-wife is willing to share him with me. You renamed it the letter of what? The letter of what? And there's yes. so many what's in this letter. Let's quickly mm -hmm. go over what we found out. Um, been with this relationship with a man for six months. Fell in love quickly. He's 36, 31. He was going through a divorce when we met, so I made him wait till the papers were signed before we had sex. What? Y'all, he moved in with you. Y'all living together. Y'all ain't having sex till the papers get signed. Okay, lady, right. He told me his wife divorced him because he cheated on her multiple times. He told you that. Come on. What? <laughs> he told me that he cheated simply because his wife had stopped having sex with him. What? <laughs> you mean after she found out you were screwing everybody else, she quit having sex with you so you wouldn't screw a few more people? That's what you did? Okay, bro. Uh, I'm with you. <laughs> he often went to his old house to get more of his things so he could fully move in with me. So you, he was living with you, but he kept going back over there to get some more things. And you kept unlocking the door? What? What? <laughs> Two weeks ago, he went over there, and when he came back, he was quiet, and he wouldn't look me in the eye. After I kept asking him what was wrong and accusing him of messing with his ex-wife, he admitted that he did. Wh what? <laughs> Why did he tell you that? He's I love stupid. your what? Who this dude couldn't look you in your eye? He been screwing her. He been looking you in your eye. Just this one night, he couldn't do it. He admitted that he did. Here go the next line. We cried and tried to work through it. What? <laughs> the OJ is what the hell is he crying for? <laughs> He's screwing everybody. What is he crying for? <laughs> we cried and tried to work through it, but the next day, right after that, 
He told me he had talked to his ex-wife and told her he would move back in because he was ashamed of how he left her. What? Yeah, that's a big what right there. So let me ask you something. So what was he crying for? Because he knew what he was going to tell your stupid ass tomorrow. So he cried, you ain't going to leave what I'm going to tell you tomorrow, man. We try to work your house I don't want to have sex with her, but she keep putting it in my face. <laughs> a couple of days later, he left me and moved back into his home with her. I was an emotional wreck. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, wait. This is the woman that he was cheating on because she wouldn't have sex with him. When did she start having sex with him? <laughs> After he left her for you, this the story you going with? Okay, lady. He left me and moved back into his home with her. I was an emotional wreck. He came over to see me a few times to see if I was all right. <laughs> we made love each time. What? Of course you did. <laughs> what? We was just an emotional wreck. He just left you. He told you why he was leaving you. He told you why he left his wife the first time because he kept screwing around. He been going over there picking up socks and stuff, bringing them, slowly packing a drawer. He probably ain't got a whole drawer at your house. <laughs> I told him I want him to come back. He said it was a possibility if I was open to have a relationship with him despite him being with his wife. <laughs> what? That's a big what, Steve. Wait a minute. That's what you doing now. Mm -hmm. He back with his wife. He keep coming over there screwing you. You already in that. He just checking with you to make sure you still cool with it. How that stupid that are you? That that hook. He said he told his ex-wife about me and how we had fallen in love. She said his ex-wife was willing to let him continue to see me if I was okay with the arrangement. What? what? Wait a minute, hold up. Hold up, hold up, hold up. So you really think that this man then told his ex-wife, who he done moved back in with, that he in love with you, and he asked her, could he still see you? And she said, as long as it's okay with you. Mm. You should call her and ask her if that's what she said. Because mm -hmm. I can promise you, I promise you this conversation ain't been had. She said, I'm so love sick, I entertained this crazy notion for a day or two. Uh. What? <laughs> entertained it. But he came over to my house last night and he smelled like her perfume and I lost it. What you mad for? Mm -hmm. He's sleeping back with her. He done moved back in with her. That's who going to be on him when he come over your house. It's her. You better be lucky it was perfume you were smelling. Yeah. Hello. What? Yeah, why didn't he shower? I love him so much, and I don't want him to go, but I, I don't think I could be a third wheel. No, no, you are the third wheel. You've been the third wheel. What is hell you thinking you can't be that for no more? You are the third wheel. Is having part of man better than no man nowadays? He loves sick. He moved back in with her, which he never really left anyway, because he was just packing the drawer over at your house. He never did have a closet. He had a couple All shirts right, and pants over there and one pair of Nikes. Uh, thank you. Post and your a comments. Gym bag.
on your on today's Strawberry Letter at Steve Harvey FM on Instagram and Facebook. Coming up at 46 One minutes after. One bottle of cologne and an extra toothbrush. It's easy to get an extra toothbrush. Coming up at 46 <laughs> minutes after the hour. J. Anthony Brown is here with another song. We'll hear it uh-huh. right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. The nation's most populous states, Texas, Florida, and California, have seen an increase in COVID-19 cases. Jay Anthony Brown, uh, you live in uh, California, right, Jay? Still in Cali, still here. Yeah. Protesting every day. It's a protest <laughs> march every day. Okay, so you're not leaving the house, and you wrote a song about, uh, what's the, the song about? The song is about? dedicated to people who have not left their house. Every, there are a oh, lot of okay. people that think it's over with. That's you true. Know, oh, yeah. They walk around without masks. I don't see any masks when I go out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this song is dedicated to the people who are still in the house. Hit it. Okay. For those of you who have been locked up in the house for way too long, this song is dedicated to you. Now, Kirk, you had a lot of friends. I just got BG. Hit it, BG. Come on. Sing it. What day is today? What day is today? Come on now. Cause I'm losing my mind. I'm losing mind. my mind. I've seen all the Netflix movies. I got a car full of gas parked outside, and I just don't sit inside. I just don't sit inside. That's all I can do. Come I on. I won't check my way. Ain't gonna get on no scale. I know what's happening. I'm gonna need a new size. I'm gonna need all new sizes. <laughs> I'm eating cookies and cakes and milkshakes, and I'm, and making, I'm making my, my own, own fries. fries. Woo! Woo! I need to get up and work out. I need to get up, work out. Way I ain't gonna do it. And I smell and haven't showered for I smell like, woo! I ain't had a shower. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. Been at home and locked up for been a while. Been at home and locked up for a while. Feels like house arrest has been I a while. Feels like house arrest. Wanna go outside and be a child. But I can't. Run wild. Oh, wow. Wish I had some weed. I'm almost weed out. Weed on the Need to get the fuck out of this house. I need Gotta some more. Wear a mask up in the store. Oh, oh. I'm using playing cards. I wanna see my girl, but I'm scared to go. Oh, oh, oh. Woo. I need to go to the store. Oh, oh. Out of toilet paper, need some more. Oh, Out of toilet paper. I'm using magazines. Smoking boy. That day is Anthony Brown. All That's time favorite. Yeah. Murder the hits. I That's agree. the greatest song. <laughs> we got to get out of here right now, but we'll be back. Coming up at the top of the thank hour, you, you, yesterday. Best one ever, dog. Best yeah. one of all. My favorite of all. Home run. Yesterday was President Trump's 74th birthday. People on social media, though, called Obama Appreciation Day. That's what they called it. <laughs> we'll talk about it right after this. Yeah. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, yesterday, guys, was President Trump's 74th birthday, but people on social media celebrated June 14th as Obama Appreciation Day. Yeah. <laughs> I love, I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, people also used to uh, tweet, all birthdays matter. Used it to tweet, all birthdays matter. They asked the question, 
What do you miss most about Obama? <laughs> President Trump <laughs> <laughs> President Trump was also upset about how everyone was mocking how he walked down that ramp after his commencement speech for West Point graduates. He looked like he was going to fall. But remember now, back in 2014, when Trump tweeted about how President uh, uh, Obama ran down the stairs of Air Force One, Obama was cool with his. Yes. Swag. Uh, yeah, all, swag. all the time, right. You know, I'm, I'm definitely not a Trump supporter, but you reach a certain age where you respect steps genderly, mm. okay? <laughs> <laughs> you, don't, Trump, you don't tackle them hard. <laughs> Trump said about uh, Obama that it was so unpresidential, and mm. uh, President Trump has also decided to cancel his campaign rally in Tulsa, Oklahoma that was scheduled for Juneteenth. Uh, mm. The president said many of his African... I'm going to read this. I want this to sink in, guys. Mm. The president said many of his African-American friends... Now, who is that? The five black dudes that was up at the White House last <laughs> yeah. week praising him. Right. Uh, they asked him, his African-American friends asked him to reconsider moving the date, uh, to consider it. Uh, so now the uh, rally will be held the next day on June 20th. So there That's you go. not why he moved. Well, because... <laughs> okay, go ahead, Jesse. The reason he moved was the phrase that everybody get when they threaten to do something. Come on. No, come on. No, come on, Cletus. No, you, oh, yeah, Juneteenth. Come on. Okay. Yeah, Juneteenth. Come on. Come on, Cletus. Uh-huh. You know what? Uh-huh. They told him because he's clueless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's clueless. He, yeah. he knows nothing about our culture. Right. Mm-hmm. He cares nothing about right. our culture. He never has and he never will. Mm-hmm. Now, the five black dudes that was over there just kissing his behind oh, last goodness. week talking about you the greatest thing. Oh, you want to talk Obama economics, run it by me. Hey, man, them five brothers that's up there talking about how much Donald Trump has done for the African-American. I just want to ask all of them one question. I wish I was at that table. Just tell me what he's done. I'm glad you wasn't. Dog, dog, just tell me what he has done for the African-American community. All these black people that's running up there talking about he done done so much for African-American. What? Have, let me ask you a question. Has any of you felt the impact in a positive way of him being president? No. Not one time. But I remember no. when he was trying to recruit or solicit black people, black the black vote for his campaign. What have you got to lose? Remember that? Oh, Come on. yes. What oh, have you yes. got to lose? What? Which means, but <laughs> everything but you know with yeah. you in office. No, Everything. but listen to me. Listen to me. Life. Listen to a man who makes a mm. statement like that. Mm. To African Americans, what do you have to lose? You know what yes. he knows? Horrible. You have nothing. Yeah, exactly. He, he knows yes. you have nothing. You have nothing going for you. Mm-hmm. We've mm-hmm. stripped you of everything. Mm-hmm. Why we'll not give me a granted. chance to show you what I might can do? Because yes. we've done everything to mm-hmm. you, including himself. Yeah. That's the statement he was actually making to black people. Right. What do you have to lose? Listen, God. I know y'all ain't got nothing. <laughs> I'm telling you, you have nothing. Yeah. We've stripped that. Yeah. So now, well, what you got to lose? Try yeah. me. Was that pastor from Cleveland up there? Yeah, he was up there. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's, that's who told him. Wow. Yeah. With all them 1989 high-collar shirts. <laughs> <laughs> 89. I've never that dude seen right his there, man. neck 
Man. Hey, man, I want to do some research. I want to find out what high school he went to in Cleveland. He sold his soul. Man. <laughs> well, listen to We ain't never seen when him he was all doing his it. friends. Well, hold on now, Tommy. You remember when he was doing that rally and he looked over these souls? There goes my African-American. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So if yeah. he has five, that's yeah. like, hey, man. dog, that's a big-ass number for him. Look at his cabinet. Yeah. None of them walk across that just street. Been, just been. Just been. He got a damn surgeon to head a hood. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> All right. We got to get out of here. Coming up more of today's trending stories on Steve Harvey Morning Show at 20 minutes after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, our friend and family member, attorney Benjamin Crump, thanked uh, you, Steve, the Steve Harvey Morning Show crew, and our listeners for helping to get Breonna Taylor's law passed in Louisville, Kentucky, banning the use of no-knock warrants, okay? Oh, yes, 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 yes. yes, That's big news over the weekend, but we still, of course, have work to do. Uh, Beyonce... Uh, wrote and posted an open letter on her website yesterday to the Kentucky Attorney General Daniel Cameron, highlighting the fact um, while that while a new law has been passed in Brianna's name, banning the use of no-knock warrants, as I mentioned, her family has still not received true justice. Beyonce said it has been three months now and zero arrests have been made and no officers have been fired. Beyonce went on to say, don't let this case fall into the terrible pattern of no action. She finishes the letter by saying the next months cannot look like the last three. All right. Yeah. 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 Like Thank it. you. Yeah. The beat is. yeah. Just yes. like Jay-Z wrote yes. a letter to the governor of Minneapolis yes. during the George Floyd murder. And called him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And met oh, with man. him. Yeah. I like it. So I'm glad she wrote that. And hopefully, you know, we're watching that case. We're watching it. Brianna Taylor. Oh, yeah. Justice for Brianna. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brianna mm-hmm. Taylor. That's it. We're not mm-hmm. done. Fighting nope. for justice. There's wow. So many. Lord Jesus. Yeah. Rashard yeah. Brooks now. Oh. Yeah. Now this latest one. All right. Uh, we'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show and some trending news coming up at 33 minutes after the hour. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. We are demanding justice for Rayshard Brooks, who was killed by the Atlanta police in Atlanta. And now protesters in California are demanding investigations of two separate deaths of black men hanging. In Palmdale, uh, California, a 24-year-old black man named Robert Fuller was found hanging from a tree near City Hall. Authorities say Fuller's death appeared to be an apparent suicide, but an autopsy has been ordered. Uh, Also in Victorville, California, authorities say 38-year-old Malcolm Hirsch hanged himself near a homeless encampment. Fuller's family is also asking for an investigation into his death. And is this never going to stop? Is it ever going to stop? What is going on? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. This country has gone... It's just too much. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It well, is. It's, it's really. Hey, y'all, listen to me. With the rhetoric that he has, it's, it's, it's from the top. Yes, mm-hmm. I agree. Listen. I agree mm-hmm. with D- that. This too. country has been this way. It, it has, Steve. It's, 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 it's been this way. The, 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 the part of it now is, you know, and grateful. I'm grateful for this, but racism is the hot topic today. Mm-hmm. It's on the mm-hmm. forefront, yeah. Mm-hmm. When it hasn't been since Martin Luther King was leading marches. I mean, race was really big back then. That's mm-hmm. when they was putting Bull Connors on TV. That's yeah. the first time we got some help and when so- they showed Bill Bull Connors 
uh, German Shepherd and fire hose and all them black mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time the white Americans said, wait, whoa, what, what? Yeah. And then boom. But now this is the hot topic of racial injustice. And it's Please sickening, it's sad, but it's it but it's time for change. And I really do feel like something positive is going to come out of this. Mm-hmm. But the sad part is it keeps happening. This young brother that got killed yesterday should never have happened. That you would so think in light of Friday. all this that's going on, all these protests, you think that the mm-hmm. cops would be on their best behavior. Yes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know exactly. what, though? Mm-hmm. This is their best behavior. Yeah. And it is they, systemic. Th- it is. They have no other. It's systemic it's, racism mm-hmm. at its best. Yeah, it is. Yeah. That's and the so problem. they are at their best behavior. Mm-hmm. And like Jay made a point off the air, we keep talking about all cops ain't bad cops. But if you stand there and are in compliance, if you stand there and allow injustice to happen, and you don't become a voice for that brother or that person that's uh, be, being uh, unjustifiably detained, shot, murdered, doing anything, then, bro, you just as bad. Yeah. Silence is compliance. That's all it is. Yeah. And far oh. too many good police officers have been silent because of the cold blue brotherhood law that they have. And I'm sorry. What has to happen is mandatory police sentencing, just like is mandatory civilian sentencing. Period. All right. Yeah, this it's exhausting, Steve. But we got to stay in the fight. We got to fight. Coming up, coming up, uh, the one and only Steve Harvey with his closing <laughs> remarks for today. That's coming up at 49 minutes after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, here we are, guys. Our last break of the day on this Monday. Wow. Yeah. What a day. What a weekend. It's just Monday. What a year. What a year. It's just Monday. And it's just just Monday. Monday. Right. It's still unbelievable what happened this past weekend in Atlanta. Rashard Brooks. Rashard Brooks. Yeah, Yeah. 27-year-old black man. No gun, unarmed. The chief of police resigned? Yes. Chief of police in Atlanta resigned, and the mayor fired the cop that, that, uh, Fired the fatal shot. Somebody needs to be resigning and stuff. They need to be in jail. Everybody gets to resign. Yeah, resigning. Okay. Yeah. Where are the charges? Yeah. Well, the cop got well, fired. The, the police yeah, the top chief cop. Yeah, resigned. Yeah, yeah, she resigned. The cop needs to be in jail. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, he yeah. needs to be yeah. in jail. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. All right. Let's go. Wow. You got it. You ready, Steve? Yeah. All right. Do your thing, baby. You know, uh, in closing today. Um, Again, just off the top of my head, I'm not the spokesperson for black people, but I am a black man who has been alive long enough to have seen this his entire life. Before social media could capture this, I saw it. See, I grew up at a time, I've seen colored only water fountains. I grew up when black people just went to school with black people. I was alive before busing. I've seen a lot. None of this, none of this is new to me. I am grateful though for this young generation who has stood up and said we are sick and tired of this. Well, congratulations, as you should be. But their sick and tiredness is real, y'all. The exhaustion of black people is real. 
and all the evidence is now up front and you can see it for yourself. This is why black people are tired. What you're seeing now and making note of now is what we have been sick and tired of our entire life. Every black person that's alive today has been sick and tired of this from birth, who is honest about what has happened. Not those who are trying to get a position with Trump and trying to be one of the Trump support. We're not talking about that person. We're talking about the people who are really, really honest about what's been happening here. Not those sitting up talking about Trump has done more for black people than any other president. Because if you can name me one thing specifically that he has done for black people, I'm open to listen to it. Don't just make statements and think we're just going to go for it because you're making statements. They haven't been going for any of our other statements like that. We have been screaming injustice for hundreds of years. We have been screaming that the judicial system is unfair for years. We have been screaming about police brutality for years. We've been screaming this, but now racial injustice and racism is a hot topic now. And for that, I'm grateful, but it ain't nothing new. It ain't nothing new. And so as I look at the reaction of some of the young people, can I tell y'all something? That ain't new either. Y'all tripping about they burned down a Target and they burned down the Wendy's. When I was 11, my, the corner of my street was on fire. After they killed Dr. King, I saw this place go up in flames. I've seen a couple of riots like this. It's not new. It's just now some people are starting to hear us. But Martin Luther King said it best. Rioting is the language of the unheard. See, it only gets like this when you take people who have been severely oppressed, who have been screaming at the top of their lungs, and you stop listening to them, and you act like you don't hear them, then they get you where you will hear them. Now, is it right? No. But guess what? Killing that brother in that Wendy's parking lot, that wasn't right either. Killing brother Aubrey wasn't right either. Killing George Floyd wasn't right either. Eric Gardner wasn't right either. I can't even name the names. But somebody sent me a meme the other day that said Michael Vick served more time for killing a dog than all the police officers total for the last 493 black men that were killed at the hands of police. Did you hear what I said? Michael Vick served more time for killing a dog than all the policemen total who have killed the last 493 black men. That's why we sick and tired. That's why the exhaustion of black people is real, man. And I don't really care anymore that you don't understand why they out there. I don't care. Because I have watched for years you not care about the killing of these black people. So this is what happens now. Now, do I want young people to be careful and, and, and don't break the law so they can't use that same law against you legally? Of course, I want black people to be careful. 
I don't want us to hustle backwards. But I do understand it. And I'm glad that racial injustice and, 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 and unequality and police brutality is the hot topic today because it should have been the hot topic a long time ago because we've been screaming about it for our entire lives. So now something has to happen. The one thing that I want to push for is mandatory police sentencing, just like we have mandatory sentencing for civilians. That's the only way police have to be accountable for their actions. If you kill an unarmed man, anybody else got to go to jail. That has to happen, period. Those are my closing remarks. I have plenty more of that where this come from this week. Y'all have a great <laughs> week. <laughs> For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 